<laughs> You're it. fucked up. <laughs> All right, boys. God, okay, dude. now we're zooted. Audio is zooted. Yeah. I'm feeling cupped up. I'm feeling Shipping bold it. Up. Stuart's uh, head's going to fucking explode. Yeah, that's... Jesus. No, With that new haircut, it's not going to keep oh, it all yeah. in. You know what I mean? Definitely not going to hold it in. So, welcome to episode five of Prep the Cup. Um... And uh, cup is coffee, zooted's caffeinated, shipping it is exuding excellence. Uh, the north end uh, is where I go because I just don't know. Uh, <laughs> exactly <right. laughs> the, uh, we always face north. Yeah, we face the north. Uh, what else, boys? Uh, tips, attractive people tipping when Romance. you're flirting with people. Chits, little areas in your body that can get dry or wet. Ooh, yeah. Rippers, cigarettes, uh-huh. ripper starters. Homie brain. I hate that one always. Ripistata. <laughs> Yeah. Is that tight for you? Holy brain. Sino. Sino. Casino. Yeah. When Spro, you're, espresso. When you're at the casino and you just can't stop, you're getting gambly. <laughs> gamble. That's gamble. 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 When you're down and out and you shoot out a quick prayer, you're hitting up Lord Gambi. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, wee. All right. So today we are talking about... The she's <laughs> You got another boss. We're talking about... Um, there's more bosses. No, uh, we're out. Damn, you killed the bosses already. Well, uh, yeah, we, I think we... I mean, we all do. Boss coffee is we a Japanese a type of coffee that makes you feel like a boss. The boss. Drink. Okay. Um, so we're talking today about dying and what it's like when you're really fucking dying. So let me get a quick roll call. Seb. Stuart. David. A.B. Elliot. And A.O. Elliot, you are esteemed, honored guest today. Uh, so why don't you kick it off with a good example of dying, which I believe would be the nudes. All right. Well, uh, and also, gentlemen, thank you for for having me. Uh, so I had a like a weird Sunday daytime date that was sort That's of dying. That's always dying. Yeah. No. The, Sunday, the last Sunday daytime date was also very dying for too. But uh, we'll get into that later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, baby. Um, hey, I just it, man, it, it triggered a thought. <laughs> and um, and th- this whole datey thing was weird because um, I wasn't really around for the plan that we like for making the plan, but I was a part of it. So, long story short, my roommate and I meet meet with uh, some some ladies we we met. We go down to Georgetown and get some chicken and waffles. Uh, excellent chicken and waffles, but my stomach wasn't really feeling that great from the night before. Neither here nor there. Uh, we got a couple we got some some like 1 p.m. pitchers of beer and then uh, we went back to 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 my apartment and I showed the ladies my bedroom. No conquest. I just literally needed their help. They're uh, they're designers, and I need to reorient my furniture in my room. And and we were like looking at at a wall of mine, and I I have just an enormous like three by six foot nude pastel. Um, it's like it's just bright neon blue and yellow, and it's it's uh, like a, a female model in two phases. She's standing up, and she's um, and also she's leaning over. It's definitely not made by a professional because which part of her body is facing the, the her, viewer? her her back is to the viewer, but in the the phase where she's leaning over, um, her nipple casts an enormous shadow. So <laughs> it's 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 art if you ask me. I'm you know I'm I'm no artist and I and I don't teach it. But as far as I'm concerned, it's art. But it's also been on my walls for like eight years, and I haven't considered how people I don't know that well are gonna react to the to the big nude. And so I was we, we were they were suggesting ways that I might reorient my my furniture, and then they they were like, what's 
what's with what's that? And I just had to explain. It's one of seven nudes I bought a long time ago for two dollars. It's it's the best one, believe me. It's the best one of the of the bunch. And I finally started. It to made the cut. It made the cut. It's the only one. After years of moving, it's the only one that made it here with me. Like, were they all that size? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, which is... W- w- but that one's the big nude. That's the big... <laughs> it's the best one. It's the, it has the, the greatest sense of artistry and craftsmanship and big shadow, nude. as we Big discussed. nipples. Yeah. And, it's got uh, the biggest nipples. And it wasn't until after they had God, left that I was like... You're so brutal, Amy. Is it? I don't... Th- I wanted to ask them, was the nude off-putting? <laughs> like if it if it were um, if it were a customer service call and then you know that you take a survey afterwards there there'd be a one question survey what would you think of the nude like were were you guys did I have a chance and then now that you've seen the nude is there no chance is the nude worse than all the clean laundry that I had all over my floor I I just have a bunch of questions anyway you were dying I was dying <laughs> yeah. I was dying that's perfect Ellie that's a perfect dying story and so I guess we gotta just wonder like are you gonna have the talk uh, are you going to um, bring it up next time you see what'd you answer what'd you say like they were like what's that and you were like okay well that's a, the best nude out of all did, the nudes yeah did you give them some context and or? what did they say I, I told them as much of the story as I could you know seven nudes two dollars lots of wall covering this is the best it's not meant to like. I don't want to seem like a someone who's overly, uh, you know, sexual or prurient. <laughs> Sometimes it's just some some art, and I guess I'm trying to dis. Uh, I'm trying to uncouple nudity from sexuality. Uh, and right, there's is a... that what you told them? No, I was so nervous. <laughs> Actually, I changed the subject. I started talking about a frame that had no picture in it on the other on the opposite wall. God, that's they dying. That is that dying. Was that's dying. That dying. is dying. Yeah. Did you uh, did you engage them in like a theoretical discourse surrounding the difference b- between nudity and nakedness? <laughs> I should have. I should have. But again, they're they're designers, so I didn't want to. Like we were on my turf. I didn't want to start. Uh, topic of conversation that they would defeat me at right yeah you know? All right, well. yeah by by avoiding that's a that's a real dying maneuver i yeah was, I but, was but then addressing it and trying to like not be uh try try and like uh explain away the creepiness of it is also a dying maneuver that's you were you were backed into a corner so i, I had to choose to die alone yeah i and, really in silence the the part where you point to an empty frame and talk about that <laughs> is, is the moment of die and i respect it and i've been there and Boy, howdy, haven't we all? This is why you got to keep an empty frame on the walls. You never know when you need need to change the subject. (laughs) Um, You know, I've just been dying in so many different situations. I think of work very often when I think about dying. Um, This isn't the best story, but right off the top of my head, I was having a conversation with a customer that um, got into the 20-minute mark. The business had been finished at the five-minute mark, 15 minutes in. Uh, We're talking about just anything and everything. And the moment of dying for me was when I lost all sense of um, like uh, agency, like whatsoever. And in my head, I was just like, this conversation will last forever. I am now <laughs> settling into this conversation. <laughs> the next topic I have no control over. It will not be something I enjoy. And it will be followed by another topic of the same type. I cannot move. I cannot do anything but nod my head and think of uh, ways to convincingly suggest that I am still interested and still participating. <laughs> 
uh, and this is my life now. <laughs> you know when you stand in one place for a long time and your joints start to hurt? Mm-hmm. Did you just embrace that feeling? It was the spiritual equivalent of that <laughs> feeling, and that's exactly what I did. You were like, this is what it's going to be like, and I'll, I'll make do. Yeah, it was one of those things like, um, yeah, like from uh, Blade Runners, like time to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a certain resignation in dying mm-hmm. where you're just, you, yeah, you're just resolved to be in that place forever. Well, it's a two-parter. Yeah. It's either the like uh, extreme excitation of like just taking any avenue, any frame with no picture in it, mm-hmm. or or it is the total collapse of the psyche, which is what I experienced. So another really good example of the die that you were describing is um, in an episode of uh, Frasier, where because um, Frasier is one of the die gods, he's one of the all-time <laughs> die gods. Yeah, it, yeah. He, he um, uh, Roz uh, sets him up on a blind date. And he's like, this is going to be terrible. And then the woman is like insanely attractive and really um, has a great personality. And, you know, just, you know, just talking to Frazier for some reason. <laughs> and then Bulldog comes in and the woman and Bulldog really hit it off. And then it's <laughs> and Frazier can't even get a word in. And then at one point he says, the, uh, oh, you know, me and my brother Niles were discussing. Uh, we were having an argument over whether Stephen Sondheim uh, is included in the opera or not. Oh. <laughs> Can be considered opera. Oh. Uh, that was Frazier's version of the empty frame. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, yeah. dying maximally at that point. But, okay, we need more dying stories. Sebi, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm choosing between two. Um, I'll just uh, get it out of the way. I, uh, I w- One of the stories that I'm thinking about uh, involves me shitting my pants. And... Um, the other one, of the w- the other dying story that comes to mind actually happened pretty recently at work too, because I think about dying at work all the time. Because mm-hmm. uh, you just, I have to involve myself with all different kinds of people all the time, and sometimes I'm just like not with it. Uh, but I think, I think uh, in the theme of like resignation in dying, I'm, I'm going to choose the the shitting my pants story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's it's not too elaborate, and I'm not gonna try and get into like the the like bathroom humor about it. Uh, it just was I mean, a pretty. I think you should. It was pretty. Ter- it was pre- it's just pretty straight up terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're talking spiritually, right? So like, yeah. How did it affect you in that way? Um, well, there was. A, I mean, there was a, a deep surrender. <laughs> <laughs> deep surrender to the moment. Uh, no, but the the context of of why it was so dying because I've actually shit my pants a number of times and I have never felt this bad was that <laughs> my girlfriend and I were like in a two and a half uh, week long fight, just like all day every day, just about the same goddamn thing and. Uh, it was interrupt. We were like back in the Bay Area, and I had to drive her to the airport, and I had food poisoning, and we were fighting through the food poisoning and all this sort of shit. Damn. Uh, no pun intended. And so we're I'm dry. Um, it's super early in the morning, and uh, there's terribly uh, six thirty seven, and I'm driving to San Jose Airport, uh, and the traffic is just so bad in the Bay Area now. We're fighting, and like my stomach just feels so bubbly and terrible. And my girlfriend is like stating all of her uh, positions, and I'm like just trying not to like. I just I'm already dying. I'm already <laughs> dying, and and I hate driving. And I couldn't drink any cup. I was not zooted, and um, we don't really find a resolution. And uh, I know. Also, that like once I drop her off at the airport, that I'm actually gonna f- hit all of the traffic that we didn't hit on the way down. So I'm really dying about that too, and I'm just not in a good mood. And all of a sudden, 
it occurs to me that I have to fart, you know? And so I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm just not thinking and I'm not zooted and all this sort of shit. And no, my girlfriend and I, like, we say our goodbyes. It's kind of awkward. I'm just like, I'll see you in Seattle. Okay, bye. And, like, I'm just like, finally, like, I can fart in peace. And it wasn't a fart. <laughs> and I'm, like, probably 45 minutes from my house um, as it is without traffic. And I'm pulling out of the airport and I fart, and I just, like, shit my pants so bad. <laughs> and and I instantaneously raise my hips up so that I don't sit. Yeah. And so now I'm driving with my, my... It's so awkward, and I feel like shit, and, like, my heart is broken because my girlfriend and I are, fr- are, are fighting. And then there's that resignation where I'm just like, I have to sit down. <laughs> I have to sit down because there's traffic, and I just have to do it. And there's the, it was just that slump. It was just boom. <laughs> I sat in my own shit. I literally sat in my own shit. And, and, and figuratively, also, I was dying because, like, I had caused the riff in the relationship, oh. too. So, like, I was already, like, eating my words at every moment with this conflict that I had. And so, like, it was just this, like, culmination of all of these things. And I just sat in my own shit. <laughs> feeling like shit like uh, hating myself just absolutely dying for like an hour and a half in bay area traffic in the morning no zoot whatsoever <laughs> and, this is oh this is horrible and I, I wonder if it would have been like more bearable uh, or palatable if you had been zooted or worse Oh, better for sure. Better for sure. Way better. I yeah. don't know. Better for sure. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll just say, I'll just say this, uh, and then I'll, I'll pass the mic. But I ended up shitting my pants again in the same way later that day oh. in the same <laughs> car on the way to the city to meet my mom. I thought I was done. That's the thing about food poisoning. Yeah. You think you're done, and then you're not done. It's like a, a thirty-hour curse, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like. I thought it was a fart. I didn't learn the first time. <laughs> and I had to toss my fucking boxers in an alleyway in San Francisco. And I was like, not again. Like, I was so disgruntled. And it was it was terrible. Dude, day-long time. Yeah, it was a day-long time. I feel like day disgruntled is maybe too moderate a word for how you were feeling in that moment. Did you throw him against the wall when you were... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I had a, a Nick Cage temper tantrum. <laughs> All right. Well, goddamn, that's a good example. <laughs> yeah, that's God the best damn. so far. I'm dying. <laughs> uh, the, the fact that you were fighting with your girlfriend, yeah, in the midst of that whole situation, <laughs> just compounding the die <laughs> is really, uh, yeah. yeah, really brings it to the next level. Yeah. Uh, all right, Stu, where are we at? Damn, I was, uh, I was having a tough one with this, but there is just kind of unfortunate. Well, fortunately and unfortunately, there is kind of like one emblematic story, and like this die really over the course of seven months. But I'll com- I'll keep it short. Um, so I dated a girl, and this one I wasn't. It's like not in the moment was. It's weird because not in the moment was I dying. At the time, I was completely exhilarated and like let myself get absorbed. I, I got absorbed into the moment in a way that I was so fucking. I was. How do you put it? I was deluded. I was insane. I really. <laughs> I was out. The, here's the real the clutch of it. I had a, an idea about myself as this like massive piece of shit. And I was going to prove to myself that I wasn't by sticking it out with this person and being, like, just crazy in love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a big die. It's, it's gonna a big die. It's going <laughs> to fix me. Such a big die. And goddamn, was it a die. Because, like, like whatever, three weeks in, I'm already like, I love you. And we're, like, we're talking the talk of all this shit. So tight. And goddamn. And then she was gone for a month. 
And then she came back, and then, like, as, like, it's weird, because, like, uh, yeah, it's, well, it's not weird. After two months, a little bit of the insanity wore off, and I started to have more, like, uh, cogent like cogent thought patterns and, like, realizing what I was feeling. But I would had still uh, fucking, I had fooled myself, I had gaslit myself so efficiently that I was just like there was really two parts of me that existed there was a part of me that was saying hey this is uh not really what you're about right now like this person's fine well more on that later but <laughs> this person is like nothing wrong with them but you don't want to be with them and there's nothing wrong with that uh and but I can't I couldn't acknowledge that to myself so I'm starting having these like panic attacks in the middle of the day where I'm just driving and I'm on the verge of tears and I don't understand why I was in the car with some friends one time and I just got out like I just got overwhelmed with this feeling that I couldn't put my finger on and I just got out of the car and walked into like walked around for a couple hours, called someone after a while. But all this comes to a head. I break up. Fine. Now the like the story gets good in that like uh, a month later, it turns out that she was like <laughs> she was trying to mess around with my roommate, and, <laughs> and then my roommate. I like I find out whatever I find out, and then I she calls me because he's like oh this isn't he's like he has a moment where he's like this actually isn't cool, and then she calls me. She's like oh sorry, I was just trying to get at you and get your attention. That's not even that interesting. The better part is that then my best friend decided to date her after that. And he he first asks me, and he's like, hey, is it okay if we date? We held hands the other night. God, that is so tight. <laughs> That's so tight. That's dark. It was dude. so tight. I mean, it was tight because it's weird. <laughs> we held hands the other night. Yeah. Is that okay? Is that okay? <laughs> Fuck. The, the good part about that is that for a solid like five months after that, you could always be like, oh, were you holding hands? Or <laughs> <laughs> So they date and that's not even, that's, I mean, that's a big die. And him and I, and him and I, our relationship just comes to, a, is really disintegrating. And this is like my best friend of years, but we're, we're really on the, on the skids. I remember specifically one night where he was having his own die to such an extent that he was crying in front of me over stuff that was going on and the only feeling that I could muster up inside of me was wanting to grab him by the shoulders and slap the shit out of him <laughs> over and over again and tell him to stop fucking crying. <laughs> um, when, when you die damn, so hard. Damn, this is a big they, die. Wait, yeah, a big you're die. not going to talk have been, about I'm, the art show? You're not going to talk this, about this the is art is show? Oh, no, no. So it comes to, die. this is what the, I'm, this is a long die, so I'll try to shorten it up. What happens is, and this is, I know just, all about the long the die. The long die. This yeah. is the long die. But what, it comes to a head. What happens is she decides... So there's an art show that happens, and I'm out of town at this point. And I get a text message saying, Hey, Stuart, check this out. Um, we're at this art show right now, and your face is... Well, your face is sort of on the wall. She did the... It, what happened was she, there was a bunch of pictures she had taken of me while we were dating. And then for this art show, she put them up on the wall, but sharpied my face out. And that was wild enough. <laughs> It was a gesture and obfuscation. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't understand the meaning. The better part was that there was like a short story written to in conjunction with this art show that went something something along the lines of, uh, if I had a rabbit who had tattoos on his chest, I would <laughs> I would take him and slice his chest open and peel his skin off, snap his legs, and hang him. Yeah, and so I was actually at this art show. It. So was I. So, yeah, a bunch of dudes were at this art show. I was at that art show, ship and it. I was hitting homies up, and I was like, you got to check this out, send them pictures out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it thanks was, for sticking up for me, guys. It was insane. I was I mean, bewildered. It, it was you got to check this out, sending pictures out. Yeah, it was, a, uh, it was, a, it was like a multi-part poem about uh, torturing a rabbit to death. <laughs> Stu being the rabbit. But everybody knew who it was, yeah. which is it the homie Stu? died yeah. to my left. It was really tight. It was I so think about it 
off it actually, and I'm like, and act- was actually, dying. there there was one moment in the night where during the show we were projecting uh, visuals onto the wall, and I just put uh, one of those like YouTube videos of like a 20 minute shot of a fireplace burning. I remember that's the video I got. Like, yeah, and there was a uh, part of the poem and and uh, in a an accompanying picture were just on the wall where the fire was being projected. So th- we got a video of the poem and this picture of Stu with his sharpied face and then just a just a conflagration uh just devilish scene going on around it and it was uh it was pretty perfect it was pretty it was extremely psychotic it was <laughs> extremely psychotic it was extremely wild it I, was the wildest shit how about but your best friend that night also had to endure all of that art show and knowing exactly what it meant and he was this he was kind of like, yeah, it's cool. It's great. <laughs> I think, I think that was, was the biggest was so guy. No, 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 he was, was the big guy. guy. Yeah, he, he was so, like, yeah. it's creative. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. So I have to. <laughs> he was I, so tilted oh about my it. God. It was insane. <laughs> so I have to own that the biggest die was the fact that I went crazy and was like, really like, like created a relationship out of nothing, moved it along too fast. And then when I had a moment of like clear, like clear thought, I just broke it off and I broke it off pretty quickly. And I was like, I wasn't cold hearted about it. I was respectful, but that was like the die. When I look back, I'm like, God damn, was I self deluded into thinking that things could just happen like that. That love just works in this capacity and that you just like meet someone and fall in love and then decide to do all these things. And it's like, I was fucking insane and had such like bad ideas about myself. So that's the die. Been there. Yeah. The after story was my best friend truly dying, and he was on the verge of actually, like, I mean, there was, like, suicide, like, all the shit was on the table for him after that. <laughs> literal literal death was on yeah, the table. Yeah, no, that was real. Yeah. So, and I don't want to make light of that, but goddamn, but the best part was, <laughs> and, you know, I was dying mostly over him not, like, breaking up with her or, like, doing anything about it and having to justify it, which is just, like, testament to how, how dying he really was. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, unreal. That's a die. Yeah, I'm, a die. Uh, yeah, I'm the on board are with coming the, out. Yeah, that's. I, I agree that that's a die, for sure. <laughs> it checks all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but low key, I was really happy about it in the aftermath because one of my friends, one of my friends, made a song about it. And then there's another story that I think is one of my favorites to this day. Was um, I told a fr- I told another friend about the story, and he is just like ruthless and didn't and like had no heart. He has not that he doesn't have no heart, but he he just really has a knack for getting under people's skin. So he um, sent my best friend. We'll call him Matthew. We'll call my best friend Matthew. He sent Matthew. <laughs> he knew that Matthew was with this girl. And he sent her a voice memo, and he also knew that Matthew has no self-control and would just play the voice memo in front of her. And the voice memo said, run, rabbit, run. <laughs> he, he played it for her. He played it, and then she just hears this, and he said that it was the worst moment of their night because she just got up and left them in the middle of everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Darkness guys. descends, dude. Yeah, it was all die. Okay, trail so I'll, I'll, of die. I've sucked up enough time. <laughs> That's a, No, I mean, that was remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Beautiful. Um, all right. You're Dave, a you're you're a you're a connoisseur of the die. I feel like. I feel like you live in the die sometimes. I think I'm out of it now. What, what well, did you yeah. just say? <laughs> like what did you just say? Yeah, I'm not saying you're dying. I think about it now. Out of it now. I think about it. I spent most year, of the time. Yeah, I mean, I spent years in the die. Um, that might be the biggest die that. There was a lot of outs, and I didn't take any of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's a lot of stories going through my head. All right, that's the end of his story. <laughs> yeah, that uh, certifiably is. You know when you have a 10-year period of, 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 of your life, and you have, have a lot the, of outs, but you don't take I keep any of outs, you mean uh, second-story windows? <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, uh, my best... 
There's a couple things. Obviously, selling my Buick was really dying. God. Getting punched in the face over waffles at 7.30 in the morning by a stranger yeah. was really dying. Mm-hmm. That's a good story. Um, you told it well. I, a buddy in mine, uh, a buddy of mine and I saw uh, s- separately an Eminem music video, but the explicit version. And we got in, in our heads that we should watch that and, and jerk off in the same room together. <laughs> Uh, in Montlake Terrace. How, how old Pillows, are you? Pillows. Pillow, pillow yeah. wall. How, how old were you? I was a boy oh. once. Buddy, if you're listening, I'm, I'm not the trying to put wall. you on blast out there, wherever you are. No, uh, you just have to stage it. Like, you know, like someone's at the front of the audience. That would have been... Back and just well, say, Don't what, look. I think it probably would have been the year back. that Superman came out. It was uh-huh. a Superman music video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's pretty dying. How old were you? I was 22. No, <laughs> no, I was probably. I it was know, earlier, twelve or thirteen. I mean, that was like. Know, a, I'm curious. That was one of that felt pretty. Who but were you dying about filled. it? Yeah, who finished? Yeah, first? because I also had like the Christian guilt later. I remember oh, the Catholic right. guilt, Whatever. and I was like, I'm yeah. so dying. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I did uh, stuff like that, but I don't feel guilt about it because I'm Jewish. <laughs> That's tight. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think. Do they getting punched in the face? One. No. Well, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I took the well because I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you do such vivid dyes. Like you, last time we talked about cup and you were like, when I get zooted, I think about killing myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, but some of those dyes are really dark. Uh-huh. You know, like when I got put on permanent disability at Seattle U, that was a big public dye for <laughs> everyone. But that's also really dark and sad. <laughs> uh, that's a good story, actually. I I enjoy that story. So <laughs> I would. Uh, it was the fall or winter of 2011, maybe the winter going of 2012, fall 2011, winter 2012. And uh, I was at Seattle U and uh, <laughs> so brutal. Um, I had a, I took, I was taking a research and methods class for a uh, psych research class. And I, I had an idea what the class was going to be about in the weeks before because I signed up for the class I got the syllabus and I was like okay this isn't going to be too bad um, but like you know a couple months before my mom had died and so I was not doing so hot and uh, I, I just said this was a big snap <laughs> you know the rubber band was stretching for weeks and weeks and weeks and it was really really tight come syllabus day for research methodologies class so tight that I got put on permanent disability still on disability at that school uh, in a whole nother degree program. Uh, you're, so, wait, you're still on disability still because on of that di- snap? Yeah, I had a snap. It's a big snap. So uh, I go into the research class and I'm kind of, you know, I don't know. I'm pretty checked out. My mom, you know, this was four or five months, three three to four months later. And I'm sitting in class and I'm, I think that the research and methodologies class is going to be about, I don't remember. I think it had to do something with something about Haiti because of the things that happened in Haiti a couple years prior in 2010. And, um, and when we got there, it was definitely about, uh, like widespread death and dying as a result of, uh, natural disasters. And this person was a, uh, uh, trauma therapist for disasters. And there's something, what up, homie? There was something that, uh, my teacher said that I guess set me off. And, and, and there was a few of these moments back then that I don't remember. And the next thing I know, um, I have flipped, I've stood up and I've flipped the desk over in the middle of class and I've, I've started screaming. 
I started yelling like, this is fucked. This is fucking bullshit. I'm, this is fucked. Fuck all of you. I'm, this is fucked. This well, is I, fucked. I actually kind of think that's like a reasonable a, B, C, reaction, but we've all been sort of acculturated into not doing that because it just <laughs> makes a scene. I mean, it might have been, but like, but, but the, the moment that was so dying was that like, I really didn't have any wherewithal in any of this until I took a look around and like, this is three minutes into a new class. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know any of How these about people. that wild card? <laughs> you know? And, like, I, I just completely snapped. And I was living with a guy. I was living in a guy's living room, and he had just he had just relapsed, and uh, it was all really bad. I was really dying at this time period. Just like, yeah, how was the first day of class? Was, oh, there's a big snap. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, Someone you know, so guy. the next day, uh, the disability guy at SU, who I actually saw, like, probably last week, and he looked at me, and he, like, my hair is a lot shorter, and I have a beard now, and I don't look like a little kid. He looked at me and was like, he gave me that look, like... <laughs> That old strange, like an old stranger or something. Like, who is that guy? I know him. Hello, darkness. <laughs> yeah, hello, darkness, my old friend. The big die was that, like, you know, the next morning or the day day after, I, I went into his office and I was like, oh, I'm fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm like I am completely fine. That uh-huh. is so. That's such a specific die where you yeah. just think you're fine, but yeah, you're, and you're telling everybody you're fine. Yeah. I mean, I so think not. of dies being more humorous, like. <laughs> There is some humor in that because I see some of those people. Some of them do research in the psych department at SU from that class, and I see them, and I'm like, they were inspired you to know, do research. And I'm like, from I'm that like, class. hey, how's it going? And they're just like, hey, man, you know, hey, uh, there's so much dye. I've just there's just so much dye that comes to mind. Well, I think the the really tragic dyes can can only really be funny after you've come out the other end. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had like huge dyes that were like, um, uh, you know, because of like, it, 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 as a product of like my untreated bipolar, like right before I got medication, like, which are really brutal in the moment, really but they're so fucking spectacular when you look back on yeah. them and you think like, God, what an, well, you know, anytime there's a reaction that is seemingly out of proportion to the given present moment in which it takes place, I mean, that's disturbing and simultaneously like pretty funny, <laughs> like, <laughs> Like that's the I think that's the premise of comedy is just something that doesn't fit or doesn't add up. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a fine line, and you definitely have to be on the other side of it to laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Flipping the desk, security escorting me out of the admin building. The big snap. Talking in the big snap. Yeah, big I was snap. Sweat, really wound tight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. And then getting punched in the face is that like a one you can do real quick or? Uh, or do you want to skip that? I can. Do, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Well, I, I guess I thought the band had snapped, but the band kept stretching <laughs> for years, <laughs> and it was it, it was tighter than it could ever be. And um, I, my a girl I was dating, her sister was in town, and like it was the first day she was in town. She lived overseas, and it, so we were like, "Oh, let's go get waffles down the street." And we went and got waffles. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. It's beautiful morning out. It couldn't be any better. And so the three of us are sitting down, and and the tables at this place are really small. Like the tables are the size of one plate, and we're trying to fit all three plates on there. And so we're all huddled really. That's close. a micro die. That's a, it's die. a micro die. Yeah. That's a systematic systemic yeah. die. And so across, there's another table set up like that, and there's like three Microsoft dudes, and they got the like crisp collared shirt tucked into the Kirkland brand jeans, that <laughs> East Side vibe, fit, fit, which fit, is a fit, fit for me. A lot of people consider that a die and fit. I like that. That fit. Ship fit. And um, and then there was this kind of like 
I don't know. I don't want to say homeless, but I, I think he was a homeless dude that was kind of wandering around on the block. And, and it was a residential neighborhood, so that was kind of strange, 7.30 in the morning. And he was hovering by these Microsoft guys. And, like, I couldn't stand the conversation that was happening between the girl I was dating and her sister. I was just not there. I needed to have a smoke, needed to have a cup, and needed out of that relationship. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a die. That was That's like a one, four two, years three, before you got out. Yeah, yeah. I, needed, I needed to get out of that relationship a long time ago. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah. if you're out there, you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm watching this guy hovering, and I and I I got the you know I got a corner eye on it, like something's not right here. Um, and he just reaches. There's like a little kind of chain in between the seated eating area and the walkway, and he kind of reaches over and he's like, <sighs> and just puts his hand right on this guy's face twice. He's like, <laughs> it's not a slap, but it's like a hard tap, like pop pop. And the guy looks at him and is like, what the fuck? And he was like, do something about it. Do something right now about it. And I'm watching this just like, wow, this is so crazy. Um, and like my, gr- my then girlfriend or sister were like getting pretty freaked out. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> and he's kind of pushing him. And the guy gets up. He's like, I'll fucking call the cops, man. And the guy was like, I don't want any problems. I don't want any problems. And walks away. Walks away. And about three or four minutes later, I'm having a bite of my waffle. I'm kind of coming to. And then I see the look on my girlfriend's uh, sister's face. And it's a, it's a one-second look. And it's like she's getting in a head-on collision uh, with a fucking uh, semi. She looks absolutely horrified. And then the next thing I know, I get punched down my eye, across my nose, to the ground... And I hit the ground and my glasses go flying. The guy came from behind me and hit me down in the face. And I like, I'm reaching around. I'm looking for my glasses. I grab my glasses. I get up. I'm like, what the fuck? And he just looks me dead in the eyes. He's like, are you going to fucking hit me right now? The same thing. And I was like, no, dude. (laughs) Like the guy would absolutely have beat my ass. I was like, what the fuck? No. I'm trying to have breakfast, and my girlfriend, my then girlfriend's crying. Her sister's like, "Go away," you know. And it's just this whole nightmare. And then I go to work, you know. I work. I don't know. I'm either working at a hardware store or a cafe or something. I'm I'm working some fucking terrible job, and my that eye had swollen closed that day, and I had to go to work and tell. That was what was so dying is I had to tell everyone that I got cold cocked in the face over waffles at 7.30 in the morning. Damn, dude. Fuck yeah. Damn, did your girl say that she like saw him coming and didn't say anything? No, like he came around she the corner it and it happened so quick, but like I saw her sister's face and it was like, <gasps> as soon as the... F- <laughs> he threw the punch. And now you're in a relationship where if that happened, your girlfriend would just pull out a nightstick and go to town. Yeah, for sure. Oh, would. yeah, for sure. That's so exactly funny. Right. Yeah, yeah. she'd, yeah. That's She's the anti She'd beat his ass, and then she'd beat my ass for not, like, <laughs> Oof, fucking getting to, to, to work. Tip, tip to me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Big time. All right, ship it. Yeah. Uh, all right, AB. Both very good examples. Um, yeah, I was thinking of, uh, like, just kind of, a mo- like, a more trivial one. Um a more quotidian, everyday kind of die. Yeah, the day is filled with dies. Yeah, the day is filled with little dies, and then and then every once in a while a big die comes around and really just uh, cold cocks you in just, the face. Just cold cocks you in the face <laughs> at seven in, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had a um, I had a, a like a little die that I think I think sometimes little dies when they hit you at the a very precise moment when um, when whatever 
that's happening in your life is particularly amenable to falling apart as a result of it, you just uh, come completely unhinged. And uh, and in this particular case, it was a work-related die. I um, work as a real estate photographer, and I used to be freelance, so um, I would get contracted by real estate agents all over the Seattle area to take photos of their uh, listings. And um, one time I went to uh, Upper Queen Anne um, to, to do a shoot, and it was for, it was for like one of those antiseptic uh, like sets of townhomes townhome uh condos and it was it was a new build so the construction process was like still underway but usually what they do is they'll like finish one sort of like sample unit stage it get it photographed so they can like just put those fuckers on the market as soon as possible and uh, and sell them and uh so i arrive at the shoot and there's like a handful of guys that are standing outside of the uh, the townhome and it's like, I don't know, I didn't like really get all the info on these homies, but um, one of them was probably like one of the financiers, uh, investors. One of them was the real estate agent who had hired me to do the shoot. And, uh, and another one was, um, what are they, like construction managers? And there was, there was one that, uh, you know, like in movies and stuff there's there's a sort of stereotype or cliche of the uh, the greedy capitalist that's usually usually a sort of caricature of that archetype but this guy looked like a caricature of the caricature like he looked like um you know like the parents in spirited away at the beginning when they're halfway caught in the anamorphosis between human and pig where they're just their face his face was just so grotesque and uh, and he was just it was like a hot summer day. He's just sweating and he's just looking at the rest of the people in this circle in this super self-satisfied way as I'm approaching. So this is the end of my day. Um, oftentimes during those times when I was freelance, I would work like 12 to 14 hour shifts because you just have to make a lot of money in the summer to get by in the slow times. And uh, the end of my day and these and this homie's just standing there and um, he's a, he's an absolute grotesque monstrosity. <laughs> and uh, and he just looks at the rest of the guys in the circle and he just goes, we're going to make so much fucking muff of this. <laughs> And uh <laughs> yeah, he's brutal. He I mean that's exactly what he said. And so not only did he look like this caricature of uh of like a, a just heinous exploitative capitalist, but he actually said like the one thing that like a bad screenwriter would have written for him. <laughs> and um and mind you, I was like super tired and uh, and you know feeling very ambivalent about my role in the sort of political economy of Seattle. And when you view the world through a sort of anti-capitalist lens and take stock of the ways in which you're contributing to some of the uh, inequities in your society, and but realizing, you know, that in some ways there's no avoiding that, and uh, and then holding this contradiction in your brain it feels like uh it well it feels like dave probably felt after he got punched in the face when that guy uttered those words i felt like somebody had just uh uppercutted me like from like the 80s tyson highlight reels and uh brutal and <laughs> and you know this happened probably three years ago but it still sticks with me as this moment that um 
shaped me in some way. (laughs) I don't know know if it like, I don't know how, but uh, of all the like little things that happened to us in life, that memory has vividly stuck. So what'd you do? How'd you die about it? I mean, you're dying about it now for sure. I'm dying about it now. I've, the the thing is I die about it periodically in the form of remembering the moment. Oh yeah. Periodic Um, chronic die. So there was the instant, the instantaneous die of, of just having that experience and having like the visceral reaction of being absolutely appalled and disgusted. Then there was the sort of spiritual die of like understanding, how I was tethered to this person. Oh no, yeah, for sure. But yeah. then, like, when you went and up, and then you, like, afterwards, there was the uh, there was like the residual die of just thinking back on that experience, like not being able to eradicate it from my memory. What about when you and, uh, went up to him and said, like, "Hey, how's it going? Good to see you, sir. What can I do for you?" Oh yeah, God, yeah. So that's a good point. Like, I had to bounce back from hearing that, and then. Uh, and then just get sort of practical information about what I was supposed to do for this person. Certainly. So, uh, yeah, that that was just like one of those everyday dies that really sticks out for me. Um, I don't know if it was like as extreme of a spiritual die as some of the other ones that people have mentioned here, but, uh, you know, that's... That is one there illustrative is. example. There it is. All right, gentlemen, we've talked about dying, big dies, being big die guys, being uh, why God, why me, I, I, die, mice, <laughs> being like uh, end my lie, die guys. Being Jojo, but die guy, Jack. Yeah, being like a, a me, die, you know what I mean? Me oh, fly yeah. and then me die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, we didn't talk at all. I know we have we don't probably have time. We can maybe talk about it in another uh, episode, but talking about the thrive-die dichotomy. Uh, um, yeah, we may be able to get into that, but yeah. we're running out of time now. What's another way to say die guy? What do you mean? Me, die, guy. I'm fucking Fretzel. dying. <laughs> I, I, I'm... Dime. <laughs> I've been dying for years. <laughs> yeah, I've been brutal <laughs> and, for yeah, years. And my life, fam. Yeah, ending end my life, fam. I used to wake up and think that every single every single day I woke up, I thought this is gonna be the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that went on for three or four years, well, and that we, was that was a real. End we had an life, ongoing fam. the opposite of you. Most <laughs> <laughs> time I'm like I'm doing great, and it's only in the retro that I'm like, God, I was fucking insane <laughs> at that point. <laughs> dying in the retro, dude. Yeah. Well, we always dying in the rear view mirror. That's a new one. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely die about things that happened in fourth grade for sure uh, <laughs> Damn. The, uh, one really that, great example is when you were taking us on the tour of the north end and you were like we were driving by that roller rink and you no, it's like, an ice rink or, uh, <laughs> oh ice rink way to well, drive us out the detail doesn't matter and so you it were, does and, matter and it you is like, the north end <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked okay I'm sorry uh, but you were like yeah I had a crush on a girl in seventh grade who had a birthday party at that place didn't get an invite to the birthday. <laughs> That's a big di- Oh, should I not? No, the dive was up? when you made that joke. <laughs> and then I explained to you that she got hit by a train and died. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about yeah, it. I was that. like, AB, you're dying, dude. I don't even remember that. Yes. <laughs> and again, you're fucking dying. I remembered. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, here it comes. Yeah, less than and nine months later after that birthday party, she, she was died hit by a train. Hit by a train. Wow. Richmond Beach area. Yep, exactly. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't Richmond Beach. It was Blue Ridge. Oh, Blue actually, Ridge. Yeah, yeah. 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 Carkeek near Carkeek. Oof. Hey, yeah, yeah. Way to go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>